and we're back. What's up, everybody? Benja, well done. Coming at you live on this beautiful corona-free day. Today is Friday, Friday, August the 26th at 9.52 at night. How are you doing? So, um, Tom Segura and confidence. What the heck do I mean with that? Well, if you haven't ever heard of Tom Segura, he is an amazing comedian. Um, and uh, I remember I saw him on stage before he was really, really big. Um, and I saw him in Maryland, and it was the act that he was doing where he had this one joke where he was talking about, um, I'm not gonna be doing it word for word, but basically he had this one joke where he was just talking about um, basically taking a shit. There's no other way of saying it, but in bed, how everything comes to you and the whole, it was a good premise, it was a great idea, it was really funny. But the, uh, I'm being honest, the audience, he is, he is such a professional. And I, I'm leading up to a point, which is this. He is such a professional because it was one of the worst audiences ever. And I remember I was laughing so hard and I was looking around and it was just like a bunch of oil paintings. They were just like, mm. they were just, you know, not doing anything. And they were just frumping and frowning and just, they, they just did not think he was funny at all. And crowd wise, it was one of the worst shows ever. Um, but it wasn't his fault and he did an amazing job. And um, I learned a lesson that day, which I carry through with me today, which is um, if you're gonna be a professional, if you're hired to do a job from minute one to minute 60, which he was, if they aren't laughing, if they aren't feeling it, he's getting paid, he's not just gonna go off stage. And I actually just got done doing comedy now and I'm saying stuff that's vetted. I'm saying stuff that I know that works. And they just weren't responsive. They didn't laugh, they didn't like it. And I know I'm saying stuff that works. I'm saying stuff that kills, it's hilarious. I, I've, like, the strongest stuff that I say is in my opening, and then after that, I learned from another comedian to keep that strength the whole way through. It takes longer to develop material that way but imagine if everything that you said wasn't was a, like a starter, like an opener. You know how most action films, for examples, uh, for example, the most um, a lot of times it'll start off in like the middle of a fight scene or something like that, and everything is going crazy and bullets are flying and you see uh, splinters of wood flying through the air and it's explosions and okay, and maybe that's like a flashback or something like that to a guy when he was in a war and then it's just like five years later, whatever, right? Imagine carrying that sort of emotion through an entire joke, an entire bit, an entire one hour. And every time you start a new part of information, you start out with a home run. That's what I do. That's my goal. That's what I work for. Problem is, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like I hit the ball out of bounds. I did exactly what I do. I clicked with so many different crowds that I thought were really, really great people today. And it's such a weird thing because I made an amateur mis I made an amateur mistake and um, I didn't stick with my material and I jumped around different topics and stuff. And that's something that I, I got to learn, I got to be better at because I ended up just coming back to what I originally said in the beginning and I was all over the place, but man, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm not Tom Segura. 
I'm working to always be world class. But what I did was not world class. It wasn't good, but it was a good reminder that if they aren't feeling it, you see, in certain aspects, it's almost it's so tempting just to let go of something. Be like, oh, okay, maybe they'll like something else. I shouldn't even be talking about Russia until minute twenty. Uh, from when I was living in Russia, right? Um, it should be minute 18 to be exactly precise, but anyway. Um, and I just I just kept going and going. Um, but the audience just, they weren't receptive. Um, and there's nothing I can really do about it. But at least I know, at least I know when I met good people, at least I know I hate performing badly, though. And that's the impression that I get. Um, I feel like, I kind of feel like laughing is like contagious. So if it's not funny to you, but you hear everybody else around you laughing, I, you're going to tell yourself, oh, this is funny. But it's a weird thing, socially and psychologically, really, both as the guy on stage and also as an audience member sitting around, right? If nobody else is around you laughing and you're the only one, it's kind of like you're in school and you did something wrong and you get in trouble and you're all like looking around like, oh, I, should I not be laughing at this? Is that what's happening? That's what I kind of felt uh, when I was on stage today because the people that I was already making laugh, I was making them laugh consistently. But I mean, the majority of everybody else, I guess they just weren't my crowd. I used to think it was such a a crappy, dumb thing to say, oh, it was the audience, bad crowd. I really used to believe that it was such a cop-out, okay? And I just thought it was a way when someone was unsuccessful, how they didn't admit that they didn't do good, and that's not good for your growth because you gotta know when you know, don't do good to, to fix those problems, to fix things, right? Until I did a comedy showcase uh, in Dallas one time and everything that I was saying was gold. I knew it. And everybody that was listening just weren't impressed. They just didn't like it at all. And that was when I actually felt kind of vindicated. vindicated. And then the next person went on after me and they did bad and then they did bad and then everybody did bad and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, it really is the crowd. In some ways, I would have felt maybe uh, less good, to say the least, if uh, whoever went on after me killed. And then it's complete recognition that, you know, maybe it was me. But if I'm saying something I know that's vetted, kind of like taking a sword, and after every time you use it, you put it in a, uh, a sharpener, and you make it sharp all over again, like it's a brand new knife, right? So every time you cut it, it's extremely sharp. That's what a clean joke would be. That's what a clean joke should be, right? It has to be intimate. It has to be personal. It has to be like one with the audience, you know? And um, I felt that for my small groups. But when it was a bigger group, it just... I think, I think the people that liked me were highly outnumbered by the ones that just didn't care for me. And then I, I started listening to other people on stage because I went on first. Man, I didn't think anybody was laughing. You know, I have so many stories and so much information and stuff. But, uh, you know, this whole podcast is always just supposed to be about 
keeping up with the progression of me and lessons learned in comedy and stuff like that. And yeah, sometimes it's motivation. And I'm talking about jujitsu and other cool stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it's such an interesting thing because when it comes to people's senses of humor, everybody's sense of humor is different. And my biggest goal right now is to build my audience. Build my audience. Those people that I met tonight that I was having a great time with, they would like anything that I say stylistically. Um, and if you weren't feeling me, okay, uh, even in the conversation, you probably weren't going to like what I was going to say on stage. I feel like I'm getting better and better at targeting people that, uh, that I just think that I click with. If I can look at you and just by the way you look, I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, these look like people that I would hang out with. You know, they're good, social, small group, big group, whatever. Um, they look like they're my people. But uh, it doesn't change the fact, even if I say something I know that works and I don't hear that, the sound of that baseball getting cracked into the, uh, all the way out into the stands, that home run laugh, then I don't feel like I did my job. And uh, I feel kind of bitter and a little irritated. I'm not irritated, but I am kind of bitter because I know what I'm saying works. And there is the reality of a situation, which is if you're laughing when nobody else is, there's a weird psychological thing, which is undeniable really, where you feel like you're, you're laughing at something you shouldn't be laughing at. When you laugh, you want to be in the presence of like-minded people that also laugh. But a complete random audience, you're not really going to get that. So anyway, I did great. I did great. I said the exact stuff now that I said at a comedy club two nights ago. It was a few nights ago. Anyway. And I crushed. I did so good uh, at this comedy club a few nights ago. I was recording my set. <sighs> I was recording my set and this couple wanted to know if they could buy a copy of what I was recording. I was like, I haven't really got asked that request before. That was pretty cool. But I said, I'll do you one better. How would I just do like a private show for you? So or like a party or a wedding or whatever, fill in the blank, right? Um, but yeah, man, that was the last I learned from Tom Segura. Be a professional, continue with your material from beginning to end. I have failed tonight that lesson and I should have just stuck with what I was doing. So, you know, the bigger lesson is if I, if I burn through my material so fast and I feel, I like talking out loud because I come up with like ideas that are brand new that again, I'm coming up with because I'm, I'm thinking out loud, I'm talking out loud, it's happening all at once really, right? But the biggest lesson that I'm learning from today is hypothetically, if I did do what I did on a, on a larger stage, a larger platform, a national stage or whatever, right? If I'm eating through my material so fast, and I'm skipping to the next thing and skipping to the next thing. I learned tonight and right now, even in this conversation, that uh, I'm not gonna have enough material to get to the end. So, I mean, I have everything memorized. Everything is golden, it's perfect. But sometimes when it gets silent, I look around and it kind of like, kind of like catches my attention, like the silence in a weird way. 
So I'll work on getting better. I'll work at correcting that. Um, and I just got to let people be quiet if they're going to be quiet and just carrying on from there. So uh, I really want to be vindicated and get right back on stage. I was so eager to get back on stage. I just wanted to say good stuff. You know what I mean? They weren't feeling it. So I changed my topic and I shouldn't have done that. But it's always good because I'm, I'm leaving learning with something to where it matters more if I'm doing somebody's wedding. Uh, if something isn't working, I can just, you know, drive through it. Of course, I always want everything to be successful, but that's kind of the risk of uh, having a random crowd. You see, if you go to a concert and you know who the musician is, what kind of music it is, you're not going to be surprised. It's a targeted response that you're looking for. But when you're building an audience, the biggest difficulty isn't necessarily just the connections, meeting the right people to build that audience, but also not having the ones that uh, that don't like your type of music, or not having like an audience filled full of people to detract the don't. Basically, what I'm saying is one of the hardest things in comedy. It isn't just meeting people, but it's finding out what people to meet and then filtering through all of that, okay? Because a lot of people, they like clean comedy. A lot of other people, I mean, if you're doing a show in front of random people, you don't have a clue what they like. It's kind of like ordering one pizza and expecting everybody to like it. One person might be vegan. One guy doesn't like uh, uh, pepperoni. One guy doesn't like pizza. You know what I mean? So... I had some ideas. I tried it. It didn't work. But next time, I'm just going to stick to the script. Plain and simple. So, I just learned a lesson. Thank you, Tom Segura. I thought about you today. And I'll work on uh, working hard to meet you one day. So, that being mentioned, I'm Benja. Well done. Have a beautiful day. I can't wait to get back out there. My next show is in two nights on Sunday night in Dallas. I'm Benja. Well done. Check me out. Peace.